For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And we are live. Combo Nation from Combo's Court, standing six foot, five inches tall, um, in the prime and peak of his career, recording episode four with yours truly, Max Van Auken. How are you? I'm doing well, Max. How are you feeling this morning here on the East Coast? Because we're both on the East Coast. That's the way to go. I'm feeling fantastic. I feel very good. I feel like I am well rested. I'm ready for a road trip. I'm ready for the holidays. All my Christmas shopping is done. How about you, Combo? I cannot say the same, but I will get it all done. Wow. Now, I'm, I transferred to a bags type of person this year. I didn't wrap this year. All in bags with tissue paper. Oh, bags it, is better. Sa- bags is the move. Yep. Saved tons of time. I got it all done. I got it done like two weeks ago. I was ahead of schedule. I was ahead of the curve. Oh, that's big time. Well, you know, I did Hanukkah, so we celebrate that. Ah. Over here, but we also celebrate Christmas as well. So, uh, yeah, it's double gift time. Look at you, man. And then you are a family man. You have... A prodigy. I don't have that. I'm a, I'm a, even though I'm in a relationship, I mean, I have a big family to attend to. I had to get like 15 gifts, a girlfriend and whatnot, but I do not have a prodigy. So I'm sure to you, Christmas hits at an either, even higher level now. Young prodigy, baby combo, took a leap the other day. He's uh, working on his jump shot. Before he was only able to dunk on the Fisher Price, but now he's a two level scorer. So I'm proud of him. Look at that. He's going to be he's going to be a problem combo. Soon I'll be interviewing him courtside. I think so. I think so. I love that. You give him some kind of like analogy or comparison or you do something cool with baby combo. Hey, it's going to happen. We're going to speak into existence, dang it. But listen, before we get into any NBA, this is I am not going to spoil anything for anyone listening so you don't have to worry, you don't have to shut it off, you don't have to lower the volume, but combo, are you a Marvel person or no? Actually, you know what? I am in essence because when I was a kid, I used to collect the cards. But just full transparency, I don't pay too much attention to Marvel now. Um, And, yeah, I'm not a movie person in general anymore. I read books. I work out a lot. I don't watch TV shows. Uh, You know, I obviously watch basketball. I play basketball. I'm not a Marvel guy or a movie guy or a TV show guy. I'm a... I'm a workout guy, read books, play basketball guy. Play basketball was always first and foremost, but you know, now life is more balanced. Right. In my current day. And family first, of course. Right. And I respect that combo. I do. Now I'm a workout podcast, school, work. I'm I'm the same way. I don't really watch too much T V besides sporting events, basketball, NFL, boxing, MMA, but I am a huge Marvel guy. That's where a lot of my analogies come from. And Spider Man, uh, No Way Home was a 10 out of 10. So if you haven't seen it, look, Marvel's not even paying me to do these type of advertisements. I'm just doing it because how fantastic it was. If you have not seen it, please go see it. I actually have to adjust my analogies. I once compared Spider-Man to James Harden. Um, 
and I'm going to have to adjust that after this movie because he has elevated no disrespect to James Harden, fear the beard, but he's elevated past James Harden. Has he Marvel? Send Max some gear, man. He's really bigging up Marvel here. I am. Like a free, network, ab- magic podcast. free advertisement on the best duo podcast there is. But, uh, yeah, it's fantastic. So, like I said, no spoiler alerts, but if you haven't listened to this yet, um, definitely check it out. I mean, I'm sorry, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it yet, please go see it. it it's definitely worth definitely worth a watch. I'm going to go see it twice. Wow. Wow, Marvel. Holler at Max. Really yeah. looking out for them today. Yeah. But anyway, Combo, we have Orlando Magic Basketball to break down. I was able to attend the Atlanta Hawks game. I got to speak to Trey Young, Coach Nate McMillan. Um, I even My favorite part of the night, Combo, I got to meet Dominique Wilkins. That is good. True that, story. Um, the, you, the human highlight film himself. It was a little surreal for me because I, everyone looks, yes, I am younger, but I still know and appreciate the legends. And so when I I saw him in the hallway and he was getting off of a phone call, I'm like, there's no way that's Dominique Wilkins just sitting there in the hallway. And I'm like, that's Dominique Wilkins. So I'm like, okay, let me just go introduce myself and tell him I appreciate what he's done for the game. And that's what I did. So and he really appreciated it. It was just a really cool moment. I didn't have time to take a selfie or anything, so people could be think I'm lying right now, but I promise you I'm not. And it was a it was a fantastic time. And just being able to announce what we're doing and then talk to Trey Young and just he made it look so easy too, Combo. Um he made it look so easy, kind of what we already talked about. And now before we like I said, before we get into too many topics of the NBA, I know we do need to focus on the Orlando Magic basketball, but one thing that came to me, they had no rhythm. Yeah, no rhythm. It's like Cole Anthony is the guy that we talked about, right? You want to find – oh, speaking of that, I spoke to Dante Marcatelli, so shout out to our guy there as well. Hey, shout out to Dante. And we were talking about this. Yeah, finding an identity. Like that's such a positive in a season. And so we were talking about Cole Anthony a little bit. But when he he has certain nights where, yeah, he's going to hit everything that he's shooting. He's going to score 20-plus. But he does have these nights where – and it's expected in younger players – he just doesn't have that rhythm, doesn't have that stride that night. So when he struggles, you could really tell the whole team struggles to find their rhythm, um, and the Hawks ended up blowing them out. Yeah, I mean, big Mo Wagner led the team in scoring. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a good thing. Uh, Chumo Akiki didn't play as well, but he's played better the last two games, so shouts to him. Hopefully he's coming into form. Um, yeah, man, you know, tough loss. We kind of predicted this would happen. But I think the second two games in this week were actually very interesting as well, you know. But it's good that you were in the building pushing the podcast forward. I was. I was screaming, you and I. And so everyone in that building knew, believe in magic. Um, What a name. What a name. It is. It honestly is one of the best names in the industry, I must admit. But, yeah, they ended up playing the Brooklyn Nets. They ended up playing the Miami Heat. Um, They lost to the Miami Heat. In a very uh, and in a close game, one fifteen, one hundred five, and then um, ended up beating the Brooklyn Nets, one hundred and ninety three. But one of the storylines of these games combo is the starting lineups because of how many people are kind of um, hit with the COVID bug. So seventy one, seventy one players, I think, are in safety protocols. Yeah, it's insane, and I'm not trying to ever downplay uh, the pandemic in any means, but it just seemed like not that we were out of it, but we're just kind of. Seems like another wave just hit where it's like everyone's getting it. Everyone has it. Everyone's sitting out. Everyone's missing time. And it just is kind of taking storm of the whole league once again. Um, and you're like, well, yeah, we're seeing all these different lineups. So many people now playing. I mean, Frank Vogel now is in it for the Lakers head coach. Like just everybody 
um, on any roster. So kind of what is your takeaway on that? How should the NBA handle it? Do they form another bubble once again? Because I can only imagine. Imagine if this happens in a finals. Like, just say that it was the Lakers-Nets and uh, you have LeBron and COVID protocol. Or like KD and you miss like a huge game five or game six. I just I couldn't imagine. So do you think Adam Silver in the back of his head is saying, okay, this is happening once again. Um, let's tighten up on the restrictions, protocols, maybe get into a bubble again. So here's what happened. After Thanksgiving, obviously uh, cases were going up around the country. But on top of that, the NBA started testing more. And that's what led to all these protocols. So we got to see how they'll adjust testing, um, how they'll look at COVID cases for vaccinated people in general going forward. I don't want to go too much into the whole COVID thing because, you know, we're not a COVID podcast. We're a basketball podcast. But definitely the ramping up of testing has caused a lot of these uh, safety protocols. And it's interesting. I mean, it's a crazy time. Like, it still feels like we're in a science fiction movie. It does. It does. And there's no telling when the movie's going to end either. So that's why we're like, we're all trying to figure out um, in the midst of this kind of what to do and when to do it. And that's why I was just interesting because especially going forward, you look at some of these games. So like normally we go through the schedule, they play the Hawks, they play the Pelicans, they play the Heat, they play the Bucks, And we'd say, okay, they're going to win. They may lose this one. They may win this one. But depending on the lineups, that completely could change. Yes, yes. And shouts to the G League. I mean... If there wasn't a fully developed G League, we probably wouldn't have a season right now. The whole season would probably be postponed. And shouts to all the players getting opportunities in the G League. I know some of the fans probably don't want to see replacement players or G League players playing in these games, but kudos to those players and kudos to that league developing over the years. I mean, that league has came a long way. Way to look at a positive in the situation combo. I love seeing that. There's so many gems that come out of the G League as well. Um and, I, and I, like you said, they have now the opportunity to kind of showcase themselves. One one of the teams that stick out to me when you kind of talk about developing talent and whatnot is the Golden State Warriors. Like the like what they're able to do with a Gary Payton Jr. and um, things of that nature. It's just like it's so incredible to see players develop within their roster. Like you don't always have to go and get that free agent. You can develop what you have. Yes, yes. It, it, it's important. I mean, look, every franchise tries to develop from within the organization. Um, everybody also wants to land that big free agent, but I think that's the best way to do things organically, like develop your own star, like a Donovan Mitchell or a Devin Booker or, uh, you know, a Steph Curry. So it's great to see. Right. So if you are Orlando Magic Basketball, you play the Atlanta Hawks. Um, they then go and play the Pelicans on December 23rd. They play the Miami Heat on December 26th. We're not going to record again until before the Bucks Magic game on the 28th, which is a Tuesday. So we'll just focus on those, what, four games right there combo. They play the Hawks, Pelicans, Heat, Bucks, um, right around that Christmas schedule. Uh, what are your takeaway on those games? Obviously, I know we talked about COVID protocol, so there may be different lineups, but is there anything they could do to kind of get this Christmas break a good uh, a good run? Well, shouts to Max Struess because he absolutely killed the Magic uh, last game. I think he had over 20 in the first half and 32 overall. That's another guy, you know, who um, he came from a D2 school, and it's like he, he was in the G League for a little bit, played summer league. And so they're going to have to contain Max Struess. 
They want to beat the Heat. But, you know, I've been really impressed by Franz Wagner's play lately, even though he didn't shoot efficiently last night. So I like to see how he plays going forward. He's actually, you know, initiating offense now with all these point guards going out. So I think he's an important key for them moving forward. And hopefully they can get guys out of protocols. And hopefully Markel could play eventually against some of these teams so they could have another point guard out there setting the table. What impressed me about Franz was his ability to, like, when you think of him, you think of maybe a playmaker, a very cerebral player, um, moves well without the ball at times, but you don't think of, like, elite defender. But when I saw the Atlanta Hawks game, he was, like, always up for the challenge whenever he got switched on Trey Young. And that, yeah. imp- that impressed me. He's competitive, me. man. He, and also, he didn't show this as much in college. Like, he didn't show this level of skill level or even competitiveness. Uh, um, like, like, he always been a pretty good defender, but the way he's been competing – I think he ramped that up when he got to the NBA, which has been pretty amazing, especially after like a lackluster summer league. So shout out right. to him for really making it come together. His feel for the game is really good. Like he got a lot of nuance to his game. He's not only like a straight line driver. Like he got a lot of feel for basketball. Right. And like what you just said is key is he's, he's competitive. I didn't, I didn't really see that or predict that because like I said, right, when you right. get switched on a Trey Young, a lot of people, especially if you're not as mobile as him, Okay, hey, let's switch back. And he was up for the challenge every single time. Like he he wasn't shying away from that. And to like for us as watching and breaking down the magic to magic fans, that's such a great sign. And he's just I think the NBA game suits him a lot better. Summer league, I feel like even though obviously it's still the NBA, it's a different feel than the actual NBA regular season. And I think the NBA season is enhancing his game. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's like the Rashad Phillips thing, basketball player or a hooper. I'm not saying he's not a hooper, but he's definitely a basketball player. And I think basketball players play better when things are more organized, you know, and summer league is more like open rec. That's a great analogy. That's a great point. That's a great point, Kyle. Well, well shouts to Rashad. It's, it's, you know, it's his analogy, but that's why, Yoda, man. that's why you get paid um, the big bucks, Combo. We're outside. You heard? Uh, anything left for Orlando Magic basketball before we transition to the rest of the league, Combo? Yeah, let's transition, man. Um, you know, the, these results of these games, I mean, I don't think results were super important for this season in general, but now with everybody in protocols and the team is half G League players, I think results are even less important. And it's just about developing these young players and hopefully they can all get back on the court and continue to develop because such a big part of development is actually playing in basketball games. Right, right. No, well said. Well said. Uh, we'll talk. I know we've been talking a lot about Kevin Durant, Steph Curry. Last time we talked about Steph Curry, I was just saying there's no way we should criticize or put the pressure on this guy to hit 10 threes. And if he doesn't hit 10 threes, then he's not living up to the big moment. Only a handful of players ever did it in NBA history. Well, he finally did it. Um, he only had to hit two in your hometown combo. I'm sorry to say, but he did it it's all right. in Shouts the garden. Him, man, that's cool. He did it in New York. I mean, the great, the great things happen in New York, you know, that's true. That is true. So, even though they're against the Knicks, it's okay. Um, but he did break the record, and now he is the all-time leading three-point leader in NBA history. Um, he's the most prolific, the most creative. Um, I think he has the record in the three-point contest. I think it's fair to say he's unanimously and universally known as the best shooter of all time. And the one thing I want to add to that combo, is there a better group of players 
than like there's no other group I'd rather be a part of than a Ray Allen, Reggie Miller, Steph Curry. Like seeing them all together, how nice they were, like how respectful and how they all uplift each other. Like is there another close record group like that? Like when you think of dunkers, you don't think of like a group. Like when you think of the all time leading scores, you don't see them all around each other. Like Steph, Reggie and Ray just seem like they're meant to be in that same uh conversation, the way they all kind of accept each other. Yeah, I think to be a great shooter, you have to be a true professional. And to be a true professional, you have to be consistent. And to be consistent, you probably have to be a solid person. So I think that all goes together. And it makes sense that they're all, you know, similar and alike and very professional. Because shooters, you know, they stay consistent. They're professional. And they're, you know, to be all that, you usually have to be a good person. So, yeah. And we're not saying dunkers are bad people. Because think about it. Like, you know, uh, we don't see Vince, Dominique, and Jordan hanging together. But. That's a pretty cool group. Yeah, that's a really cool group. That's a really, that's a really cool. I've never met Jordan. I met the other two. They're both, they're both nice guys. Dominique is a is a really nice guy. But yeah, that's actually a really great point. That that makes a lot of sense because, like I said, they all just all like normally. Let's be honest, they're all competitors. At the end of the day, you don't want anyone to break your record. I don't care what anyone says. Like you don't want someone to beat your record. You you put so much time and energy in getting that record. So it's just so easy for you like people to not want to at least welcome that person that's about to shatter their record and they all do and they all like welcome each other they all uplift each other they're taking pictures like it's just such like if you're a basketball fan like it's just it feels like a superhero movie to me like it, i get a marvel feel from that so that's, that's like a certain type of element yeah well they realize how much work you have to put in to get to that level so i'm sure they all appreciate that part of it you know it's not only the made shots it's the work that's put in to get towards that and they could all relate on that level right uh, hence kind of, you know, helping my argument. I'm just going to say that there, the all-time leading three-point score combo. But, you know, that's neither here or nor there. Uh, we, we, we can move on from that. The Kevin we call back to Kevin Durant. No, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, that's just we, another we, notch we, you could put on the there. Best player, who's been in the best player in basketball this year. Are we, are we going towards that again? I, I still disagree. I, I disagree. Yeah. I'm not even going to say Snap is one. Max, well, you saw the combos court poll. It, it was totally in my favor, and they didn't know which – well, they probably do know which take is mine, but – Kevin Durant is clearly the better basketball player, Max. It's not. He's a top. He's going to be a top ten player of all time. Clearly, I love Kevin Durant, but I don't even. Is that clear? Yeah, that's clear. Yeah. Mm, I mean, we we we. Right, we you know, we, your, your guy Rob Parker agree with me. Combos Court Poll agree with me. Not saying that just because you're with the majority means it's right, but you know, a lot of smart people are saying the same thing. But Steph Curry is great, and as I said, Steph Curry changed the game more than LeBron. And Kevin Durant is he a better basketball player than him? No. There's two things I will always and that's argue okay. They're with all Rob great. About. Like this is all splitting hairs, you know. All these guys are great. There's two things I'll always argue with Rob Parker about: LeBron James and Steph Curry. I don't know what it is, but we will never see eye to eye about those two players. I'll argue with him till I'm blue in the face about LeBron. I, I really feel the need to defend LeBron when it comes to Rob Parker. Hey, you know, Rob Parker, no matter what his take is, they're funny, though. They, they are. They are. <laughs> they're su- Yo, he, he's going to say something that's going to make you laugh every time on all his takes. The fafote. The f- like, what? <laughs> Yo, he just surprised me when he was on my pod. He just surprised me with his, like, his reactions and his answers and his uh, takes, man. Yeah, and he's, and he's sincere. The thing about him is... Even though they're like very funny and unique takes, like he does put legitimate time and effort into coming up with them and like yeah, doing yeah. his research. Not, he's not, not just saying it. Just to be hot takes, they're really how he feels. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah he's not just saying yeah. that for clickbait. Like, he truly believes it. Like, he has evidence. He has like plenty of 
uh, research to back up why he thinks that. So you have to respect it. I just, like I said, I'll always disagree with him about Stefan Braun. Um, but that's neither okay. here nor there. Combo Nation, yeah. we look at the rest of the league. We have a lot going on. We already talked about the COVID protocol. We talk about Steph Curry breaking the record. Um, Kevin Durant's already had an incredible game. Any takeaways from the league for you? Jokic is an underrated MVP candidate as well, and I had him as my, you know, his team is not good enough. That's the problem. But, you know, as we talked about before, like I had him as my MVP candidate, and I think he's playing even better than last year. So that's something to look out for. But um, just talking more MVP talk, you know, the Bulls, obviously, DeMar DeRozan comes out of safety protocols and has a great game last night. That's a really great story overall. Um, They beat the Lakers. And um, Caruso was going off. Lonzo was going off, who I've been been really high on for a long time now and I thought was almost underrated for a long time. I mean, he's been such a great defender for a long time now, especially off the ball. But on the ball, he's been like a top five guard defender in the NBA. So just all those guys and the way they're playing together, and it's such a modern team because they can put three or four guards on the court at the same time. They've just been great, and and I'm looking forward to see what they do in the playoffs when that comes. I, I couldn't have said it better. I'm so I'm very high on Lonzo Ball. Uh, let me ask you this: Why? Um, shout out to Nick Wright for saying this. He he put up together a like he always does like an anonymous stat, right? So you'll see like a shadow, shadow, and then just some numbers. So Steph Curry and LeBron James have like almost identical numbers when it comes to like points per game, and LeBron's even averaging like maybe more assists or more rebounds. And but yet the the narrative is how like okay LeBron clearly has depreciated; he looks older, and Steph Curry's having a fantastic season. Is there still a little LeBron fatigue? Like, is that possible? Because of course it's yeah, it's, it's like he he's I mean, having a fantastic season. Yes, he's missed some time. The Lakers look like they're a little bit. Uh, Maybe not a little bit, but they have a lot of dysfunction going on when it when it goes to like what really works. If they're going to have to move some pieces, and actually the next thing I want to ask you, but I don't think LeBron's getting enough credit. Like if you look at the the games that the plethora of games that he's had and his stat lines and what he's been able to do, especially late in games, we don't talk about that. I, I just I, that's something that always has bothered me, and I and I know it's because of how great he is. So it's just fatigue, but he's having a fantastic season as well. Yeah, I think there is some Le- LeBron fatigue. And, uh, you know, man, the, the roster construction there isn't great. You need guys like Trevor Ariza and Ellington knocking down threes and Carmelo Anthony knocking down threes. I think that's a big key for them. And obviously Anthony Davis was such a big key for him. How he came into this season and now he shot the basketball because him, LeBron, and Westbrook, although they're all plus shooters, you know, they've been all inconsistent at times. And Westbrook is obviously – a negative shooter and LeBron shooting has been great this season. Um, it looks like he's shooting the ball even better. So that's a key, but AD shooting hasn't been great. And now he's out with that MCL injury. They're definitely going to have to make some moves, but LeBron has been great, man. You know, LeBron is playing like LeBron James, in my opinion, maybe he's not getting to the rim the same, but some of that is that he's just saving it for, you know, the second half of the season and ramping up as I've talked about on either this podcast or another podcast or my podcast. I mean, he's not worried about right now. He's thinking long-term and he's going to ramp up towards the playoffs and towards the finals. But on top of that, he's playing great right now. So the ramp up will be, you know, insane. I think. Right now, very quickly. Do you think there's any truth to the Westbrook rumors? I I don't personally. I mean, of course I think they'll always hear other offers. Like you'd be idiotic to not hear all your options, but 
I don't necessarily think they're aggressively pursuing or interested in moving Westbrook. Is there any type of – you don't even have to tell me who they get in return maybe, but are there certain players that you think they're definitely moving off of? Is everybody on the table besides LeBron and AD? Of course they're interested in moving Westbrook. Wow. What do you think the market's like, though, for him? Like, what would they actually that's, hit that's the button That's the problem. For? They're interested, but he has no trade value. Wow. I mean, I, I think everybody knew that wasn't a great fit going into it, and it's proven itself so far. So they just don't think they could get any value back, so they're probably going to have to go with it. I mean, what team makes sense to have Westbrook right now, you know? Yeah, I, I've heard like a Kyrie Irving Westbrook thing, but I'm like, no, Brooklyn's not. Oh doing my that. god, why would Brooklyn do that? Yeah, and, and well, I mean, because the way Kyrie hasn't been available and like the restrictions nah, in New York, they're, but nah, they're doing the right thing. They're, I mean, he's going to play half the games. He's going to be well rested. Yeah, yeah, gonna they're not going to do that. He's going to be great this season because, think, like, playing 82 games is tough, right? If you only have to play half of them, you're probably your your per game production is probably going to go up no matter who you are. If you're uh, like a high minutes player, you know, uh, maybe, uh, the, the, of course, people think about the Simmons possible Ben Simmons opportunity, uh, because that is, that is not a good fit for Joel. I don't think they're so either. They're, they're occupying the same space. Yeah. I mean, he's, a, he's more it. of a, yeah. yeah, exactly. So yeah, there's not really a big market for him. So it's like, I feel like the trades that the Lakers make or move are going to just be toward younger defenders and shooters as far as role players. I think their core stars stay together. They're interested in moving Westbrook. Do they believe they can get something in the trade market of value? That's a whole other question. They probably don't believe they can, but they'll try. I'm sure they'll try. Right. Absolutely. Combo, are you ready for the moment of the week? Yes, sir. Let's get it done. I did some very uh, deep thought into this, and I was sitting at the Magic game. And I'm like, okay, okay, I remember what I told Combo. And then I was like, wait a second, wait a second. A day or two goes by, and there was a huge announcement. I'm like, it's official. I could finally say it, Combo. Okay, what did I tell you? Episode three, I said, anyone that I've interviewed NBA-wise, like after the game, it's like, oh, wow, Jokic won an MVP. Giannis won a finals MVP uh, and, and an MVP. Kawhi Leonard wins a finals MVP. It's the MVP blessing. I don't want to say curse. MVP blessing, right? Instead of the Madden cover, it's the MVP blessing. So what happens? What happens, Combo? I interview Trey Young, and a day or two later, he gets married. Come on, Combo. That's my moment of the week. I interview the man, and a day or two after, he ends up getting married. It's the MVP blessing, and he has my blessing. Wow, that was a good one. Congrats to Trey Young. Congrats you can't write that. The, congrats to the MVP. Uh, what's the opposite of a curse? Blessing. Blessing. There you go. The MVP blessings. Just they just keep continuing during the holiday season. It sounds Fantastic. egotistical, but I mean the evidence is there. So I just I don't know what else to say. I, I'm like, what are the chances right. this guy gets married right after I interviewed him? A little ego is good. Congrats to Trey, man. That's great. He's he's really uh. He's really a special basketball player, man. To be that hyped to do what he does, man. I love that guy. Yeah. What a great player. Now your moment of the week combo. My moment of the week is Deron Williams beating Frank Gore via split decision. Win for the Hoopers. Man, he he looked explosive and athletic in that fight. I mean, I know you cover boxing. What'd you feel about his 
his fight in my moment of the week. I had a feeling he, that's a great moment of the week, by the way. I had a feeling he was going to be pretty good because he, like, he has really good footwork. He was always a smart player. He's a smart dude, um, very coordinated. I had a feeling he was going to be crafty. And that's why I said, I tweeted, I was like, Jake Paul's going to win the rematch, and I'm really interested in Mr. Williams. Um, and my guy, Bobby Maximus, is like, you better be team uh, Deron Williams. I'm like, absolutely. So I was really happy to see that. And he said, I'm going to go sit my old ass down somewhere. So I know he's he's probably done doing it, which is such a smart thing. Go in. You had your fun. You lived up to what you wanted to do. And dip. He understands it's a dangerous sport. He's older. Um, it's not something to take lightly. Like he said, all this training and preparation. And then once you get in the ring, it's like goes all out the window. So he and it, I think it what it does is it entices other matchups, other NBA players that are interested in doing it. Other NFL players are interested in doing it. Brandon Marshall talked about NFL players are more uh, are tougher than NBA players. And he was like, right now, NBA is one and oh. So I absolutely loved it. At the end of the day, it's entertainment. It was highly entertaining and he looked good. Yeah, so what do you feel about um, a match between him and Jake Paul? I heard nobody talk about it, but Combo from Combo's Court, who tweeted it and put it on his Instagram, he said, who would win in a match between Deron Williams and Jake Paul? Uh, well, Williams bigger, but if they somehow were able to do it, um, Jake Paul. Jake, Jake Paul is legit, bro. Like He, he, is, he is legit. So, he's a, so he, he, you feel he could be like, legitimately a top fighter in the world against other real boxers um on his trajectory now maybe not right now but the way he's going yeah it would be unfair to not give him that opportunity or a chance because he legitimately shows good boxing skills like he has legitimate power he's legitimately training he has legitimate resources so to say that that's not a chance wouldn't be fair to him now he is boxing against people that aren't boxers, so we always have to keep that in perspective. I'm not saying he's an elite boxer, but he is a legitimate boxer. Like he knows what he's doing, and especially when you put him against people who Tyron Woodley, even though he was a UFC former UFC champion, he's not a boxer. It's a completely different sport. So he's going to continue to beat people who think it's easy to just go ahead and beat them. Like there's a lot of top names in the UFC right now that if they were to go into the boxing ring, they're going to lose. Like people aren't understanding it's different. Now, if he goes to the Octagon, he'll get destroyed. If he were to fight Canelo, he would get destroyed. Like, he's not a elite top boxer, but he's really good at considering the people that he's fighting. Yeah. I have to agree with you, Max. Yeah, he's – I mean, what he did was not only did he take a punch, not only did he show that he wasn't going to panic when he started bleeding, he knocked the dude out in one punch. Like, it's it's pretty – that's legit. That looked like that looked like a movie. Yeah, that's, that's that legit. Even, that didn't even look real. Like, that looked like – was crazy yeah like he 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 deserves to we got to start taking him seriously and a lot of these ufc fighters that are talking like i'll beat him he he would beat a lot of fighters in boxing absolutely you know what's crazy about that knockout he he kind of his reaction was like he knew it was going to happen yeah he wasn't super elated like oh this is what i knew it was going to happen yeah and it happened he's legit like he has legitimate knockout power one punch knockout power yeah yeah combo what an episode four Awesome, awesome episode. We just keep getting better. We're yin and yang. We're Shaq and Kobe, Penny and Shaq, excuse me. Another episode of Believe in Magic with Max and Combo. Combo, where can they find you? It's holiday season. Maybe they want to send you a nice Christmas text message, a subscription, all the above. Subscribe to Combo's Court for the holidays. 
Combo Score Podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, C-O-M-B-O-S-C-O-U-R-T. You can find me on Instagram at 1-2-Combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Catch me on Twitter at Combo Score, C-O-M-B-O-S-C-O-U-R-T. You can find Max on Instagram. You can find Max on Instagram at Max underscore Van underscore Aukin. That's M-A-X underscore V-A-N underscore A-U-K-E-N. I got it right that time, You Max. got you it. Heard. You slowed it down and you got it. I'm over here. I was trying not to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. you, Combo. Another great episode. Please download, rate, and subscribe if you're listening. Tell a friend. Tell a family member. Tell a neighbor. Uh, believe in magic. It's holiday season. Until next time, Combo. We're out. Talk Combo soon. Nation. Max Van Auken, we're out. <laughs> Talk soon. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.